0: everyone and welcome to life on point my name is darren i'm one of the pastors here at connection point church and with me as always and generally always probably forever always we'll see how this goes (laughs) lee pastor chris vault and and do us a favor if you're whatever you know if you're watching us on youtube be sure to like us and follow us Drop a comment down there sure. if you have any, you know, anything you want to say at all. Uh, if whatever podcast provider that you listen to us on, be sure to, to give us a high rating, a five star rating, and five like stars. us and follow us and and turn on notifications in any way you can. Because the more that you guys interact with us and and show your pleasure with us, then the more the the great algorithm will make sure that people see what we're doing here. And the more people that can see what we're doing here, the more we believe can be helped for the purpose of Christ and. And the perfect example of that is today's podcast. Absolutely. Today, we're going to talk about something that is, uh, that is, can, it will, it will impact some of you differently. I, I really do know that because this is one that uh, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know when you'll be watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, but for us, as we're recording it, it's the weekend, it's the uh, week of Father's Day. It's interesting. With Father's Day, um, that you, for whatever reason, you don't see this with Mother's Day as much. But Father's Day, there's a, there's a, there's people don't come to church sometimes on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because of the, what we're going to talk about today. Sure, it is. And, and I don't know why. I don't know what's the innate nature of Father's And maybe I, not something we're planning on talking about. I just kind of opened this way. Uh, but as Father's Day comes up, uh, it, it broaches this, um, the subject matter of forgiveness, yeah, and because uh, I know every Father's Day, you don't know this because you're not a social media guy, but every week of Father's <laughs> Day, I write, I, I, I take there's a story that I share about my father, yeah. and, uh, and I struggled a long time it wasn't forgiveness per se at least I, I called it that because uh, he was uh, my dad was never satisfied with anything. I didn't feel like he was. He never took you up and said, good job, I think that's why most people
1: struggle. It's that that whole idea. And he just
0: didn't. I didn't think I ever lived up to his, what he wanted out of me. And so, you know, it it had nothing to do, though, with really that being true. It had to do with he just communicate that way. And, you know, as a young guy who probably was a little more demonstrative and verbal than he ever would be, uh, I didn't understand it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Then when I became a Christian um, and he eventually gave his life to Christ, we worked through all of that, and uh, it was pretty subtle. So I always write this thing, uh, write this piece about forgiveness and uh, and the fact that uh, that we don't need to let the little things. Th- this was little. This wasn't some big thing. I know we're going to talk about some major things. This was some small stuff, and uh, it was just some personal feelings. that We can't let those little things like that just disrupt a, a total relationship you That's have right. with somebody here on, on this side of heaven. So there's a lot of things I love to tell my dad that I never told my dad because – I didn't I, I had that stuff bended up in me right mm-hmm. and so and it and so and now I have a little regret, which is a terrible thing to live with right sure. and so but so today uh, on that note, we're going to talk about forgiveness and forgiveness is it's interesting that it causes so much um, controversy for lack of a better word because that is the basic essence of our faith is forgiveness sure is. that is at the core of it
1: well, it's interesting too that you know you talk about Father's Day and how many folks struggle with forgiveness because of whatever type of relationship they have with their father. Maybe they saw the father figure as overbearing or, uh, you know, not being able to live up to their expectations or or, whatever it may be. How interesting is it that when we talk about forgiveness, we're actually talking about the theme of the entire gospel, the whole whole thing we're talking about the true heart of god and what does god desire to offer us with whatever shortcomings sin past that we have what is the one attribute that god wants to give to to display to every human being on the planet every human being throughout all time forgiveness yeah, that's from the very Isn't beginning that interesting literally from the beginning that that we struggle in 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 our lives with forgiveness especially toward fathers or men and that's the actual one attribute that defines our father yeah and i have
0: no question that the struggles we have you know horizontally between each other between family members or whoever hurts us is a clear is going to be a reflection of sometimes that relationship we have with mm-hmm. the father
1: and, and satan is a master at perversion yeah, right yeah. He loves to distort. He can't create. He's not like God. No. But we do have to believe that he is as real as God. If, mm-hmm. if God exists, evil's got to exist. And Satan loves to distort. And so the God who wants to offer us forgiveness, uh, Satan knows that to twist that is, especially in human-to-human relationships, mm-hmm. he tries to bring so much animosity and, and division that and hurt and pain that we don't offer forgiveness because when we offer forgiveness, we look more like the father, right? Um, This is, that's why you can't, you can't take the emotions out of this topic and why it's going to be extremely important for every one of us uh, watching this. And for whenever you watch this, this is a topic we all struggle with from times. And, and I think sometimes we get, um, we have bad theology when it comes to forgiveness. Everyone has a, a a catchphrase, a cliche, something about forgiveness that they love to throw on you. Mm. And sometimes we just add more weight to people instead of giving them a biblical response. Mm. Look at what scripture says. How do we show the heart of God? How do we move past? I mean, how do you know when you've forgiven? How do you forgive sometimes? What does forgiveness mean and what does it not mean? We're going to cover some of that stuff today.
0: So if you had uh, to define forgiveness, um, as in, a, in a clinical sense, in an in a etymological sense, yep. how would you describe or define it? Well,
1: there's at least three words in the original languages of Scripture mm-hmm. for forgiveness. In Hebrew, there's two different words, nasa and sadak. Uh, the first one simply means to take away. When you forgive, you're taking away, or in essence, you're letting go of an offense right? Okay. Sadak means to pardon. It means I, I recognize you are guilty. I choose, and, and understand pardons is a choice. To give someone a pardon is a choice. I mm-hmm. choose to give up the right to hold you responsible. Mm-hmm. In the Greek, Ephesus uh, simply means the same thing, to pardon or to let it go. So whether you read reading Old Testament or New Testament, when we talk about forgiveness, we're We're talking about the same concept here, and Jesus illustrated this amazingly in Matthew chapter 18. Mm. In Matthew 18, he speaks about a king who has a couple of servants here, and one of his main servants right, owed him a considerable debt. Uh, The guy goes, and he tries to raise up some funds. He does some shrewd business dealings. Mm. He doesn't come back with full payment, but he's got partial payment. The king looks at him and applauds him for his hard work Mm. and forgives him the entire debt. That man had someone subordinate to him who owed him a little bitty debt. And he goes to that man and says, you've got to pay me what you owe me. And the guy can't yet. He asks for forgiveness, and that servant beats that other servant. He has him placed under judicial restraint, right? He's, he's taken him to the letter of the law. The king finds out and calls his first servant back into the room and says, why didn't you show him the same grace I showed you? Mm. Right? So Jesus actually talks about forgiveness and, and from his story that he told that parable, it is that aspect of recognizing someone's guilty. They may owe you forgiveness is a choice. Not to hold them responsible for that action anymore, to give them release or a pardon. Mm. So when I read uh, in the Bible for me, uh,
0: whenever I'm reading it, forgiveness feels like it's an action between uh, between you and God, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily the the person. Who committed the offense, right? Um, and when I say that, because uh, because lack of forgiveness can breed things, uh, offense, mm-hmm. uh, bitterness, mm-hmm. uh, anger, Absolutely. hatred, Absolutely. all these things. And even uh, there's the other side of that. There's also <clears throat> cowardice. There's uh, there's the whole lot, you know people they walk in fear because of, of a lack of forgiveness because they have a dominating family member and and that's how you know. it's to me, that's how you can always tell if you have for, if you've forgiven somebody. You go to a family reunion. I'm just using family <laughs> generically. All right. <laughs> Uh, it could be any situation. It could be work where you have a dominating person who uh, who has hurt you or at home where somebody has hurt you, uh, unquestionably hurt you. And if they show up at that family reunion, and whenever that that, uh, that aggressive or aggressor, Shows up all of a sudden, you turn into a twelve-year-old child again, mm-hmm. and that means to me you're harboring something still. Mm-hmm. You're still struggling with still it. There, there, there's no for you haven't allowed forgiveness to really take place yet. Take place yet. Yep. You are still struggling with the thought of forgiveness, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I think at some point, as you were saying, we had to, and I know you're going to talk about Romans, we had to come in and we had to respect that God because God said Himself that He is the ultimate judge, mm-hmm. right? Right. And uh, and so. And that we are to, to go to him with all these emotions, all these feelings that are real. Mm-hmm. I'm talking if you have been hurt, mm-hmm. uh, not supposition, we're not talking about any little, we're talking about you have been hurt in a very harmful way uh, by somebody who did it on purpose. Right. Um, then that, that we are to take those feelings and we are to go to God and trust that he not only is the, uh, the, the epitome of love, but also that he is righteous. Yeah. And that in him that there's no there is no harm that will go unjudged. That's a fact.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think what you're saying there is so key for everyone to pick up on. Forgiveness is as much of an issue between you and God for mm-hmm. that other person as is you and the other person. From this, catch this. Um, Neil what was his name? Neil Anderson in his book Bondage Breaker. Has this quote. It's a really good quote. Listen to this. Most of the ground that Satan gains in the lives of Christians uh, is, on, is due to unforgiveness. I believe that. Yeah. Most of the grounds that Satan gains in our lives can be traced back to unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, so, catch this. So, forgiveness for a Christian especially for us who have received God's grace. Forgiveness is vital to us because it's good for our own soul. It's protecting us. You mentioned a moment ago bitterness. Hebrews 12, 15 says this, Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness bitterness springs up, causing trouble and defiling many. When we do not deal with unforgiveness – it can create that spring of bitterness. You gave the illustration being in a family reunion. You think about that. Why do you feel that when they walk into the room, right? One, you've got unresolved hurt, right? right? Something needs, needs to be dealt with. <coughs> and, and longer <coughs> that it's not, that just starts growing a root yep. system inside your soul, right? Then when that happens, watch this. This is deep. This is deep. When you allow bitterness to dig itself into you, you cannot produce the type of love that God has called us to live our lives by.
0: That's, I can say that 100% because it's like it's a root system. And, I mean, I always looked at bitterness as a root system mm-hmm. in your heart. And that root system can choke out the fruit of the Spirit.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And so we're trying to produce fruit of the Spirit, but yet we got this root of bitterness that's just choking out the ability to display that fruit. And, again, when we say all this, we are not in any way excusing anybody that hurt someone no, here. It's not this, easy. This is this, we're not finished. Don't turn us no, off yet. All right? right. Don't we're just we're talking to you right now. Yeah. All right. Because we I think we've all been hurt by somebody in our lives, right? And we've all had to face this at some point. Right. So don't turn it off yet. I promise you, we're going to get to the offender here in just a moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're so, going to give you some practical tips, <coughs> but we got to lay this foundation. You do.
0: Because you can't walk your entire life with that root of bitterness or that no. that unforgiveness in your heart.
1: Yeah, we've got to understand why unforgiveness is dangerous to us. It sets up the roots, and it keeps us from being able to love the way God called us to love. In fact, the foundation for forgiveness, if you want to look at it this way, can be traced back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we know that Scripture gives us the definition of love, right? Yeah. God's amazing love. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it's not boastful, it's not arrogant, it's not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not irritable, and here's the next line. In fact, I usually always have fun when I read this passage in weddings, because this is where I usually look at the couple and say, you need to write this one on a post-it note and put it on your refrigerator. Ready? Here it is, but it deals with unforgiveness. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. And when we're talking about unforge- when we're talking about forgiving someone, we're saying you I'm not saying you didn't do me wrong. Right. I'm saying I'm not going to keep the record. I'm not going to file it. That's right. I'm going to throw it in the trash can, right? I'm not keeping it on file. Uh, he goes on to say, love finds no joy in unrighteousness. When bitterness comes in your heart towards someone, are you going to treat them right? No, most likely you're you're going to treat them unright unrighteously, right? Love has uh, no joy in unrighteousness. It rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So you have to go back and see that the love of God leads us to forgiveness Mm. because it keeps no record of wrongs, which is exactly what God did for us. And
0: again, and forgiveness on your part does not mean if there was a a crime committed against you that you don't press charges it no. doesn't mean that it doesn't mean this is
1: not about justice it's not it also
0: does not mean that uh, you remain you just blindly stay in a relationship that is mm-hmm. abu- that is dangerous to you or your children or anyone right it simply means that in your heart you've allowed the true judge it says in romans 12 you just read it repay no evil for evil so this can be mm-hmm. your thoughts right yep, yep. no evil for evil but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And it says these words. This is the most important of this whole verse. If possible, right. so far That's as it. it depends on you. On you. Live peaceably with all. Mm-hmm. Right? And so in other words, if it's possible for you to to live peaceably in a case of being offended mm-hmm. or being hurt like that, then do everything you can to do that. But the Bible recognizes some offenses are too large.
1: Yeah, it takes two, right? And yep. so if the other person never comes to a place of repentance, yes. if the other person won't receive you when you go to them and say, "Hey, you've offended me," or "I apologize if I did something to offend you," or whatever, you can't you can't hold guilt for that. You no. that's not on you. You got to respond for yourself. You got to stay accountable to God. Offer that grace, uh, but you can't you can't control the other person's into their reaction, right? So, as much as possible. Yeah. So, I think it's important we understand what forgiveness isn't. Mm, that's good. Um, and so, that's one of them right there. You know, um, forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean after someone's offended you or hurt you, especially if it's repeatable, if it's been repeated multiple times. It doesn't mean you have to immediately put yourself back under their care or trust yep. in that situation. In fact, if someone's repeatedly offending you or hurting you, wisdom would say you've got to let it go. You you forgive, but then move on from that relationship. Don't put yourself in a spot where, especially if it's physical or sexual yeah. or even mental abuse, do not keep putting yourself under that, that situation. Use wisdom there. Right. Another thing forgiveness isn't is forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. No. Here's where one of the, you know, the little old sayings that you hear that I think do more harm than good. People will say, well, you just got to forgive and forget. Mm. And I've also heard in the church world, people say, well, you know what Jeremiah 31, 34 says is God, when he forgives you, he'll never remember your sins yeah. against you again. Well, he doesn't remember our sins, but God is omniscient, meaning He never actually forgets. He he, He can't forget anything. He chooses not to hold our sin against us anymore. It's a choice. Even when we read um, 1 Corinthians a while ago about love, Mm -hmm. something we all need to understand is that's not a noun. That's a verb. Love is a verb in that context. God chooses to forgive us and not hold our sin against us. When we forgive someone, we're choosing to love them. In a way that doesn't hold um, their guilt against them, but that doesn't mean you're going to forget.
0: And, uh, the memory's
1: still going to be there.
0: 100, it's always going to be there. The emotions
1: um, are going to still rise up inside you.
0: Because repentance is, um, like as you said, repentance is the responsibility of the of the offender. Um, and it's uh, a story of Joseph. I know I'm not, I don't have time to go into it or read the whole thing, but when you watch it, read the story of Joseph, uh, to, to nutshell it down to a very small bite. You have a young man who was the uh, the his favorite his dad's favorite. Jealousy rose up in his brothers. They conspired to kill him. Decided to sell him into slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up being re- uh, taken into slavery, taken into Egypt, uh, and he goes through this whole process of being in jail, thrives in jail, out of jail, back in jail. Eventually, he rises to a position of power within the within the within that nation. And twenty some odd years have passed, and then lo and behold. His family shows mm-hmm. up, and it's interesting because the reason it's interesting to me to watch, to read that whole uh, that whole drama there, and it's a drama, is is watching Joseph's reaction. Yeah, perfect. he didn't one time did he, did he did he lash out in anger? No, he didn't. He didn't cower down like, oh, they're here to do, get me again. My dad's here. My brothers are no. here. He didn't do any. In fact, he was he was very observational. Yes. He watched. He he didn't he didn't just come to a conclusion he wanted to know if there that there was a repentance there right. and he looked at and he saw really quick that they had changed right and at that moment he was free to do what to come up to, to them, them and to release them and that was a that's a beautiful story it's perfect it's p- perfect story of of of, re- of of forgiveness right absolutely and does that mean at any point during that time those 20 <clears throat> years that he didn't ex- have have Was he angry at some point? You know he
1: was. He went through all the emotions (laughs) just like we did. Grief, anger, frustration. Think about what you just said about all that time that passed. And then when his brothers were standing before him, he tested them to see if their heart had changed, right? I mean, he actually put them through a couple of very strenuous tests before he revealed himself. But then you remember what the Scripture says? After he figured out that they had changed, he had to relieve himself from the throne yeah. from the room he had to go to another room and he just broke down crying i know he did his heart broke down all that flood of emotions and so i think that's i think it's important people need to understand that i can forgive someone and release them from the debt in other words another good definition for forgiveness is uh me no longer seeking retribution or revenge
0: yeah oh yeah
1: <laughs> and when i've come to the place where i don't have to have retrib- retribution or it's revenge good. yeah you know what i'm trying to say I when Sorry. when i'm not trying to get them back i'm not holding this over them anymore then i've come to a place where i'm releasing them of the debt right right doesn't mean i've forgotten joseph hadn't forgotten when he stood no. there 20 years later in front of his brothers doesn't mean i'm going to have to trust them immediately either He put them through a series of tests. Exactly. Third, that doesn't always numb the pain. No. Sometimes I think people believe, okay, I will know I have forgiven someone when it doesn't hurt anymore. (laughs) That day may never come. It may not. It's not about do you still feel the pain. It's does the pain control you? That's right. Does it control your actions? Go back to your family reunion story. If there's bitterness still there, you will act like that 12 year old. You will. Those floods of emotions will come back. You'll leave the room. You won't talk to them. If you're forgiven, you may still feel the pain, Mm. but you won't act like it. You won't act like it. Your actions will be different.
0: Because recognizing repentance in somebody, like the story of Joseph, it wasn't the, it wasn't. I'm sorry. They never, nobody said I'm sorry. And if you're waiting on a, I'm I'm sorry from somebody (laughs) to be able to release you, you may wait a long time. You may wait forever (laughs) because they may die before you get that. Right. Um, And so, um, but I'm sorry is not an adequate response from somebody. If you're an offender, if you've wrong we've all wronged somebody, by sure. the way. We're all, sure. we've all offended somebody and hurt somebody. Absolutely. And, and just going up to them saying, I'm sorry, or the worst one, I'm sorry you feel that way <laughs> yeah. about what I said. <laughs> right. Don't ever do that. Uh, be be really sorry. To be really uh, repented about something is an action. It is. It's an action with uh, with more. this way more than words. It's
1: more than just words. So, so, like
0: if they if if what you said was cruel, say, "Hey, look, what I said was very cruel." I was out of line. I was way out of line. What yeah. I said, you know, just own up to it. Yep. And that is repentance, right? Mm-hmm. And if, and then that's the cool thing about it with forgiveness and that next step of that, and then the person who was the oppressor or the offender. Once they reckon, once you see that in them, and they've they've made that that personal repentance, uh, and then you can actually take that very next step, which we know Joseph did, and you're and some other examples of is is reconciliation can happen. Absolutely, in those cases, and I think that's the prefer. That's what God wants in all these cases, but He also recognizes that it can happen in all these cases. Well, I
1: think that's the ultimate goal, right? Right. That's actually it's the goal of the gospel. It is. It's the theme of the gospel. Colossians 3, 12 through 13. This has got to be what is guiding our heart in our reactions when we're dealing with the emotions of forgiveness. Yep. Uh simply says this, Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on, and here's our part, here's our action, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against one another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also are to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the gospel. That's what God's ultimate heart and goal is for all of us. Right? You're not going to forget. You're going to feel the pain. You may be completely in the right. Doesn't mean you have to trust that person and put yourself back under that situation if it's a, if it's repeated. It's, it's been repeated over and over again, or you're in danger but when you forgive, you're releasing them. Yep. And, and let's just talk about that for a second because you quoted out Romans earlier about vengeance of the Lord. <coughs> the old timers would say it like this. If you fight your own battles, you're telling God to stay out of it. Mm. Yeah. Right? If you stay out of it, God will fight your battles for you. And sometimes we need to just be able to release and trust that God will deal with the other person's heart, deal with their life, he can do a whole, a whole much better job than we can, right? Let's well, just be honest, he's God, we're not. What do we do? We respond to others the same way God responded to us. And we offer the forgiveness that he's offered to us. Yeah. We put on compassion, kindness, gentleness, patience, and we offer forgiveness.
0: My sore throat's gonna get the best of them. I'm gonna cough again. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. The um and so if you had to like to kind of as we wrap this thing up, um, if you had to give some very practical steps on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were talking to somebody, put them in front of we 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 we've, we've had to we as pastors have this subject is probably the primary reason people come in to meet with us. Mm-hmm. You get down to the root of it, it's almost mm-hmm. always somewhere in there. It's the lack of or the inability to forgive, or this whole the reconciliation process, or the lack of repentance on the on the on the side of the of the offender. Yeah, somewhere that's broken. Right, and so almost everybody that we talk to is in that. And so if you were sitting in front of somebody who who has been hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, what would be like a, some simple steps that they could take in order to feel or to finally reconcile, at least within themselves, yeah. forgiveness.
1: Yeah. So first of all, you got to acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the hurt, quit acting like it didn't happen. And, and at the same time, don't blow it out of proportion. Keep it within context. Keep it within its proper boundaries. What happened? Don't play the what ifs or mm. wonder why game. Just this is this is the issue. Keep the issue there. Um, process that, and then take it to God first before you go to anywhere else. That is so important. Take wow, it to I'm God so first. Yep. And when you take it to God first, you release it first of all yep. between you and Him.
0: Yep. Don't go try to confront somebody about something if you can't, like, emotionally wrap your whole heart and brain around it. And you and God haven't really conferred on this yet. The more
1: you pray over it and talk to the <laughs> Lord about it, and honestly pray, because God already knows anyway. Yeah. He sees it all. This prayer is more for you than, than it is for any other situation because you'll be able, the Holy Spirit will give you the strength now to be able to handle it emotionally better after you've talked about it to the Lord and asked for His strength. At the same time, remind yourself of God's grace for you. Mm. Keep yeah. your heart humble and soft so that you're going to be able to offer forgiveness. You got to let go of the hurt, you got to give it to the Lord. Once you've really worked through it with you and God, now you're ready to have good, close self examination if there's something in my life mm-hmm. that I was there any truth to this? Was there something right? All right. Do I need to make an adjustment? Then you're able to clearly look at the offender and be able to see what the next step is. Is it someone that I can go speak with? Um, Is this relationship going to be reconcilable? Do I need to just separate from this person and just release this Mm -hmm. to the Lord and pray for that person? And listen, I want to tell you, when you can pray for your offender, in fact, I believe Jesus talked about this in the Sermon on the Mount. Pray for those who hurt you. Pray for those who despicably use you. Again, it is more for you, and then you're letting God deal with the other individual. Right? Yes, Matthew 18 says if they're a brother or sister in the faith and they've offended you, go to them. Try to reconcile. Galatians chapter 6 says try to reconcile, Mm -hmm. but remember Romans 12. Not everyone's going to receive you, and if you've done the first steps and you've got your heart clean with God, you've released the hurt and the pain, you've given it over to the Lord, and you're able to offer now with self-control the fruit of the Spirit and put on love and compassion like we read a moment ago, whether the other person ever says I'm sorry or not, whether they ever own up to the pain, whether the relationship's ever reconciled, All right. you'll be able to lay your head down at night and not be held in the bondage of that unforgiveness. Remember Luke chapter 4. Jesus's first sermon in a synagogue. What did he preach? He said, "I have come to set the captive free." And f- unforgiveness can hold you captive. Mm. And Jesus wants to set you free from it. Amen. Yeah.
0: Well, we hope um that somehow through this conversation that we've had today's podcast that you can find what we pray is a life complete and and in the end, a life that you live on point. And we'll see you all next time. Later.